to the show. It's the Mark and Mark podcast. It is April 6th, and we're going to be talking Cavs and Indians. I'm sports editor Mark Podolsky, joined by... Entertainment editor Mark Mazuris. And our special guest, once again, who you are... Jeff Shudell. Longtime pro sports writer for the News Herald. So and you know we're going sports heavy when we bring in the big gun. And the Morning Journal. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to you guys. We're going to talk Cavs and Indians. What a and? day... What a day for both teams last night. We're recording this on Thursday, and yesterday, of course, was Wednesday. The Cavs in a showdown game. LeBron says no big deal, right? Um, just blows the Cavs or the Celtics away, and then he did not play like it was no big deal. Right, and we'll get into that. And then, uh, of course, the Indians, you know, sweeping the first series of the year. That hasn't happened in a long time, almost 20 years to start the season. And of course, it was highlighted by that. Just unbelievable grand slam in the ninth by Lindor. I'm going to put up to you guys. What do you guys want to talk about first today? Cavs or Indians? I mean, both were just spectacular. Well, let's talk about the Cavs, and then okay. we'll get in the Indians. Because, really, it was a bigger game, obviously, for the Cavaliers. Right. So, both teams were 50-27 and 27 going into this game with, the, like, what, four games left after, after yesterday? Correct. So, basically, it was almost like winner-take-all because the winner gets – the series win 3-1, which the Cavs now own over the Celtics. So basically the Cavs need to go pretty much like 1-3, and three and the Celtics have to go 4-0 and right. down the stretch. Right. So it looks like they're going to get the one seed. I'm going to go to you, Super Cavs fan. Were you thinking about this? Was this an important game as a Cavs fan for you in your this mind? This shows how much I ultimately know. I, I thought, first of all, I, I do want the number one seed for the Cavs. I want the home court every chance you get it. I know LeBron always wins a road playoff game, but I just think your life's easier with the home right. court. Right. Why make life more difficult? Right. They can say they don't want it. Maybe they don't want it as much as I want it for them, but I think they want it. I thought the Cavs were going to get run off the court last night. I you Really? Know, this team has not looked good on back-to-backs. They See, I'm a-, a back-to-back on the road. The Celtics were going to be rested. You know, I like everyone else, I haven't liked the Cavs that played down the stretch. And, man, was I so happy to be completely wrong. Maybe the best performance of the year when you factor in I everything. think the Celtics are overrated. I mean, I, I know Isaiah Thomas is a nice player, a real nice player, but when you match them player for player, I think it's a no match, in my opinion. Last night kind of reminded you that the Cavs match up pretty well against the Celtics. Right. They they dominate that division. Yeah, They lost exactly. one game, and they're, now they're 4-0 against... Right. The, um, against the Celtics, they've lost one game to Atlanta and undefeated um, the rest of the way in, in right. that division. So I'm not surprised that they won that game, but to dominate like they did, now they've won four in a row. And and Ty Lue said that they need rhythm. Well, now I think they got it back. Right. Because you can't really judge much, I don't think, from beating the Orlando Magic. Right. But I mean, they, they had that 43 point second. Uh, third quarter in in the Orlando game. Right. And then they had thirty eight in the second quarter last night. So boy oh boy when uh they when they want to turn it on they do. Well let me ask you this because you <clears throat> spent time with the Cavs, you're up close personal with these guys and you seen LeBron up close and we we all heard and heard, saw the soundbite. Uh this is you know what do you say something like I don't get up I don't get uh, crazy for regular right. season games. I've been to six finals and he played it off like you know whatever, it's just a you know regular season game. But then it didn't really. He, did, he looked different. I mean, do you think that was yeah. just him kind of lulling them well, to sleep, maybe? Maybe, but I mean, see, yeah, when he when the pressure is on the line, I mean, he he uh, 
he plays like LeBron. What it was almost like, oh yeah, I'll show you. Yeah. You know, I'll show you. Here you go. You want you want some of this? And I mean, how many times did he dunk last night? Oh, yeah. And not that he never dunks anymore, but you don't see a game like that too often that, anymore. That that's that two minute sequence in the second quarter where he was just blocking shots yeah, yeah, and 15, I'm like, and what? That was... he, he had the dunk and the next position he has like I don't know if he got the ball with two hands. It was basically an overhand right. two handed chop on uh, I forget who the player was and then he goes into the crowd and finds some Cavs fans. That was a that was the moment of a, a know, great game. Do we take him for granted too much? You know I I don't think I do. I think but that these kind that's of moments kind of kind of peak you like say like wow like you don't really I've realize seen without LeBron how James great. I do not take him for no him. I get that but I mean like you know when we talk about you know well, just another twenty eight another ten and eight game yeah yeah, yeah. you know you don't realize like yeah. when you see these kind of marquee games that ESPN was pumping up and look whether they care about the one seed or not they care about it yeah. they they want it there's no question they're not gonna sit there and probably tell you like oh my gosh we're praying at the basketball altar you yeah. know for this one seed but they're not going to panic if they don't get it exactly but, but um they want it they you know, want it yeah. they prefer to have it to your taking them for granted theme I, I feel like we as fans have every right to be frustrated with the month of march they had now it was a brutal month schedule wise they had a ton of road games they had a ton of games they had back-to-backs right but as i often say i don't see how the Cavs are ever going to have this collection of talent again you know not saying the next couple of years, but down the line. Like, this is a one-time thing with the greatest player on earth and then the surrounding cast. And I just hate to see it wasted at all, you know? I just hate to see them, whether you want to say, play down to their opponents or just not, you know, hustle. And I know the regular wasted, season's wasted all. I know you got to... What do you mean wasted all? They're going to be the one seed in the playoffs. Well, he means they don't blow it. You know? Oh, okay. Uh, well, and I just mean, there were so many games where they just looked like they didn't belong on the court with these much lesser teams. Yeah. And it's just like, look, you're going to have a bad I say, every team goes through these stretches, don't they, in the NBA? Especially well, in the NBA. I just NBA. think the Cavs are too talented to have gone through that stretch. But the it's Warriors, easy for me to sit here The Warriors kind of went through a little funk, didn't they? Well, yeah, that's when they lost Kevin Durant. They seemed to adjust it. Well, now they're humming without him again. And now you have to, have to sit, sit through these discussions. Should Kevin Durant come off the bench? Just shut up. They're going to be fine. Like, I don't want to hear about the Warriors. Yeah, I, you know what? No, I mean, I'm sh- actually, I'm glad that, that they're playing the way they are, the Warriors, too. Right. Because I do want to see that oh, man. round three. Pre-pitch. This is like... This is like love, uh, Celtics Lakers in the eighties. Yeah, I want this is what you want. You gotta want it. You gotta want the yeah, rubber. You want the trifecta. You yeah. want to. You want to break the. You know, and and, the, uh, and of course they don't have won't have home court advantage. Right, that, that was long gone. They never had it. But uh, right, yeah, and you're, and, you're, you're um, chasing. That's kind of fool's gold when you're chasing that. Yeah, because you almost got to be perfect in regular season to get that. I mean that, but that should be a fun finals. And, and again, um, you know, I, I think one reason the Cavs won last year. Is because the um, the Warriors really had to work to get to the Western uh, to win the West. Right. They had to work a lot harder to win the West, and the Cavs did to win the East last right. year. And San Antonio could give them another um, tussle in the uh, Western Finals, assuming that that plays out like like that. So, right. See, so you wonder. Uh, you know, we talk about LeBron, and you know, we he can turn it on and you know oh yeah i'll show you this but like do you think there is something to that like you know this whole thought process of when the playoffs start they're gonna just jack it up and 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 what you saw in march was just kind of them just going through the strings and saying just get us to the playoffs well i think there's there's gotta be something a little bit to that yeah i mean and plus i mean they really were getting used to new guys i mean Corver, Kyle Corver never played with Jr. and and all Jarrett Smith and and, and John Williams was new and 
I mean, there's a lot of moving new parts to that right. team than were there at the end Love of... Love was uh, hurt for June, what, two yeah. or three weeks. Yeah. I just think we got to be careful not to take too much from one game. And last night was great. But I'm still not looking forward to a playoff series against the Wizards the way the Cavs have looked against them. And yeah. I just don't think it's going to be as easy to come out of the East as it was See, last year. I, I, that's, yeah, oh, there's I, no I, question about that. You're not going to sweep your way through these series. But, but I, don't, I don't see any of these teams beating the Cavaliers four times. I don't if either. it was two out of three... Then I think, yes, oh boy. Yeah. But I don't see these teams beating the Cavaliers four times. Not if not if they're healthy and, and focused like they were last mm-hmm. night. I mean, they to, to see that they could actually turn up the defensive intensity was what you really needed to see because right. that defense has been atrocious. I mean, it just has. easy points in the paint all over the place right. from other teams, and you can't have that. You know, if a team's going to shoot lights out, from from three, then you you might lose, but you just can't lose your rotations and give up these easy buckets. Right. And even even the threes, when they're giving up those easy threes, when there's right. nobody within twelve feet of the shooter, either t- either team that bugs me about the NBA, that how can you leave Kevin if you're the other team? How do you leave Kevin Love? Just okay. Well, let's. He's, uh, I hope he doesn't make it defense. You right. Know, that well, I mean, Brett Stevens was well, saying. you got to pick your poison. Yeah, Brett Stevens was saying that. You know, he says they, they might have guarded at points the perimeter too tough, and then LeBron yeah. was just having a field day. Going you know, that's, that's what, yeah, that's what makes them so good. And that's what makes the Warriors so good. Right. Because they can score inside, outside. So what, what what now for these last four games? I mean, let's assume they're, they're going to have the one seed if they can at least maybe split these last two. I would think that would clinch them. Winning the the one yeah. seed, do you see LeBron playing? In the, you know, maybe well, I think game? he'll. They they play um, Friday at home against Atlanta, then in Atlanta in Miami Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday. He's in D Wade out. And, yeah, and there's no. Well, he plays He's with Chicago. Chicago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but so I'm going to guess that one of those games, the big three will, will not play. If I know anything about this team, when they play Miami on the second night of a back-to-back, they don't play anybody. Right. So just, <laughs> just chalk that up as a big win for the yeah, team. And, right. Yeah, it seems like LeBron never plays in Miami. And, yeah, it um, works out nice. It is always the second night of a back-to-back, right, but right. he always sits. You're right. So anyway, um, they're looking good, and now people can breathe easier. No, I mean, it's just... It, it made it. I'll tell you what. It made for really good TV if you're a Cleveland sports fan because both oh, yeah. the Cavs and we're gonna talk, let's talk about the Indians now because the, the Cavs and the Indians both started at eight o'clock. Kind of to pick your poison. Obviously, you know, in the world of DVR, you can kind of remedy that situation. But where, where, where were you guys? What was the flavor for you each each minute, each hour? Were you guys going back and forth? Were you staying? I, I, I was going back and forth a little bit more in the beginning until it became. Uh, even at, at halftime, you can see the Cavaliers yeah. were in command. Right. And I was doing my uh, mock draft while I was watching the two games. Wow, the, the trifecta here. This is not enough. I <laughs> so, um, and then, I mean, I'll tell you what. The Indians are a fun, fun team to watch. They got the look. I, I, feel I like know it's three games, but they right. got the look already. Just to answer your question, you know, I, I've made no secret. I'm a much bigger Cavs fan. That was a bigger game to me for all kinds of reasons. So I DVR'd and watched all of that, flipped to the Indians when I could, and... Boy, you're right. The Indians, I feel like, are as advertised. Uh, and I don't know what, you know, I haven't looked at averages or anything, but I saw that in Encarnacion Homer, I think, oh. in game one. Oof. He belted it. Lindor, who we already love, two homers last night, the big grand slam. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. To start the series in Texas and come away with a sweep, that that's is a good impressive. Team. That's a good team. That's, yeah. not a, that's not like a... Which means when I go to the opener, if it miraculously doesn't get rained out, the Indians are going to get blown out. It'll be like 14 <laughs> to nothing. You know, you know what's fun, though? To Jose Ramirez, he's... 
he didn't, he's not getting fat and lazy with that new contract. No, he's not. That dude is hustling. He can still hit with the guys on base. And uh, that running catch he made. That was nice. <laughs> that was... Well, I it was weird, though. Like, that, that play yesterday that kind of spurred uh, Lindor on, you know, he did you see the play where he gets, yeah. you know, it was uh, a strange I... play. And I, and I wrote about this this morning. I'll link to the column I wrote. You know, that you could that there there is blame to be on Lindor Ramirez. He shall be. He, you know, Lindor says he told him to back off. He should have been at second for the force. And and Carson, you know, and Carson. Uh, in Car- in Carson. <laughs> We're still saying. getting used to that name. I know. I mean, that ball was right I mean, at I his face. I mean, he, I don't know how they gave Lindor the error. Right. You don't and, give mental errors. I mean, he's just. I mean, he's. It wasn't like he was looking in one direction. He was looking right at Lindor. So. I don't know where. I mean, that's a move. I mean, the ball. I don't know what he. It, it looked like he wasn't prepared for the throw, but he's right. looking right at it. So I'm thinking that didn't add up. I mean, the guy would have been out by two steps. I think he wasn't ready, and and he almost threw his mid up defensively. Right. You know, so he didn't so get clocked in the. It, it was a disaster of a play all the way around with, with those three players. But I give Linder credit. Like you know, it just shows you know he's only 23, but he's already a leader. Oh, yeah. And that's what leaders do. They, they they take the blame. He put it all on himself, and that shows maturity. And then you know what do you do? What what do you do when you feel that almost that guilt? It's probably a little humility with yeah. him too. In that in that case, you know that was a little bonehead play. I mean, crushes that home run in the fifth, right? Or or the sixth, right mm-hmm. after the fifth, you know, disaster play. And then that play in the ninth inning. That doesn't get much better than that. A grand slam when you're down one in the ninth inning. Whew. I mean, you're you're right. And and he uh and and, and he walked in between those two at bats and right. steals second. So right. um even even, you know, stealing that base, you know, you get thrown out there, um it's not so cool, you know. Right, but, right. But so he You know what I like about this team? Uh the depth on this team. It's already just in three games you've seen so many interchangeable parts already, especially in the outfield. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, look what he does. I mean, he, he puts Brantley on the bench. I'm sure maybe he wanted to give him a rest, mm-hmm. but it's a tough matchup against Hamels. And Lindor comes through. You know, Edwin comes through in game one. The bullpen comes through pretty much every game. How about Almonte in the, in the first game? I mean, yeah, he's yeah. doing all these little tiny things, getting on base, drawing walks. Um, even yeah, in I mean, that hustle had... play when he struck out to get on base. Yeah. Did he only make the roster because Chisenhall's hurt? Do I have? Well, I, I think yeah. was, I think Jackson might have been the fourth guy. Um, or what do you think? I think maybe Almonte because because really? okay. uh, Jackson plays. Well, Almonte could play center. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough call, I think, when Chisenhall and he's supposed to be ready on uh, on uh, Monday. I think what's really impressive though, like you know, this is a great problem to have. Like Yanni Diaz, that guy can hit. Yeah, he that can. guy looks like a big lead hitter. Yeah. And once Kipnis is back, you know, he's he's going to be probably going to triple A. Yeah, because you, know? you have to play him. You, know, right. you can't just sit him on the bench. No, there's no point when you got Michael Martinez. You know, you're fine there with the yeah. utility guy. But yeah. I tell you, I know it's just three games, but it's just it just has that different feel. It looks – it's I think that's great when you're – if you're an Indians fan, you know, maybe that hangover of right. last year and, well, you know, kind of one-year wonder and – 
they look like they're ready to take on the world. And back to your theme of last night just being a great viewing night. I <clears throat> Again, I was mostly watching the Cavs. I'd flip over. Ah, they're down one. They're down two. Yeah, right. You know what? They've won two. If you win two out of three on the road, you're, you'll take that every Absolutely. time, right? So I was like, what, whatever. I flip back after the Grand Slam. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have worried. It was, <laughs> it was great. Well, that's what Frank Conan just says. Just keep, keep winning series. Yeah, Don't right. worry about sweeping. Yeah. Just, if right. you keep winning yeah. series, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And win the opener, please. Please. <laughs> I tell you what, it'd be the the buzz of that opener if they go to Arizona, which they're not, you know. Yeah, the saying two, they won two out of three. They're not the 1927 Yankees for sure. But if they go there and sweep there, I mean, the buzz coming home six and zero off the road Tuesday. I don't know. Yeah. Again, we'll take degrees. two out of three. We're not we're not uh, greedy. Yeah. On six and zero, that'd be really a lot of pressure on that opener. Listen, let them go two out of three. And yeah, then, right, right. You know, but um, I'll tell you, it, it's exciting because, and you can see in that dugout there. They get along and right. Uh, I mean, and it is only three games. I know. And they're they only hit a low spot like the Cavaliers did right. in March, somewhere along the line. Like, See, but yeah, if you're talking about a franchise that, it, for like the last decade and a half, just has been miserable in April. Yeah. I mean, even last year, I think they were just above uh, 500. I think they might have been 10 and 11 actually. Yeah. So then, yeah. and then I think the the couple years before that, they were. They were horrible. That's what they cost them. Horrible. Yeah. In, in 2000 and, and then uh, under Eric Wedge, they were just atrocious. Yeah. In April. Yeah. I mean, in 2015, I think, is a year that had they had a even 500 in April. Right. The rest of the season gone like. Well, look, a, look what saved them last year. The, the 17 game or eight, what was it? 18 whatever that 17 yeah. game winning streak. Yeah. Yeah. That, that really ended up saving them. Right. I mean, look, it all averages out at the right. end. But you know, if you can get that. You know, five and one start. Yeah. And you're, you know, before you even play your first home game, when we yeah. saw how good they were last year. Yeah. They were, I think, the second best team in mm-hmm. baseball at home. Right. Only behind the Cubs, right? Right. So you're tied with the Rangers. Right. And, you, and then I think they're home all next week. So like. Yes. Yeah. It's you, it, and, and and you know what? Thank goodness. Now we wrote about this last year. It was so stupid to uh, start the season here. To have that. Well, not that's bad enough, but to start the season. In Cleveland against the Red Sox. At least, at least it wasn't Seattle this time. But, you know, start against... You got something against Seattle? <laughs> start against the division team. Yeah. Like they are. Right. So, I mean, because the White Sox will be in two more times. So, if one of these games is rained out or snowed out or whatever... Yeah, you can do a doubleheader if yeah. you had to. Yeah. That I makes mean, sense. You know, you're right. Because you're playing with fire yeah. with these uh, early games and... Do we do we think anyone wore their uh, party at Napoli's shirts in uh, in Greater uh, <laughs> Dallas over the last couple of days? That would have been too soon, right? I like that trade, don't you? If you're an Indians fan, Napoli for that's, Edlin. That's yeah. an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, Napoli uh, was hey, we love Napoli. He was here. He was a fun yeah. guy, but uh, he right. strikes out a lot. I mean, he did in this series. You His know, best yeah. days might be behind him. He strikes out too many times, and uh, it was nice to see Brantley back in there. I it mean, was just, just from a baseball ad, you know, whether you root for him or you don't, just to see a guy that's that talented. And because you know, you just felt like the longer this middle lingered, like is this career threatening? And so let's hope that you can put this behind him. And, boy, I tell you, you, keep him in that three spot. That's a dangerous, dangerous lineup. With him he's gonna get some sweet pitches, man. Because you know, you're not gonna pitch around him to get the Encarnacion. Who bats fifth? I'm not. Uh, well, okay. it's weird because Ramirez. Okay. But you know, they put Diaz. He was the eighth, and they moved him up to six mm-hmm. after two games. So I mean, I know. Uh, it's strange. Do you think they're going to keep, uh, like when Kepnes is back, where do you think that's going to put the rest of the lineup? Do you I, think Santana is going to be at that lineup? Well, they, they really like the way up. he... They um, do. Yeah, because yeah, he, he walks a lot, and, you know, he's not a, a smooth swinger, it seems. But um, 
But he's a good leadoff hitter. He gets on, and you know, I, I originally I thought that Kipnis would lead off, but right. So they must have Lindor back, batting second right now. Yeah. He was batting third a lot of the year last. Well, that's because Brantley, Brantley was. Yeah. yeah. Right. Brant, so. They like Brantley at that third spot. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 do you think they're that. married to Ramirez at that six at five five spot? Um. Well, if, you know, he, he gets on base a lot too. You know, and uh, I mean that they could. Could you make those, Lindor lead off? I'm, I'm just wondering, could you potentially put Kipnis or Lindor lead off and put Santana? Five hole and then put Ramirez at six. He they, does. They, he looks like a five hitter, doesn't he? He's yeah. But you know what? They think that Ramirez is better protection for um for Encarnacion. Okay. Which is kind of strange since you have you like you got a switch hitter in Santana. That's pretty good right. protection. Right. Because you like Santana leading off because he gets on base a lot. So you would right. think, therefore, that he'd be right. okay after. I tell you what, you know, Francona like. He's gonna to have to write a book in 25 years. How I changed the game of baseball. I mean, I mean seriously. Yeah. The way he, I mean, you know, he's not gonna do this on a regular occurrence. But I mean, some teams might follow his lead in the playoffs. No, oh, yeah, I think they year. will. I mean, you know, they might just say, "Hey, look, we got this one-run lead. We're gonna ride this sucker with our. If you got the, if you got the horses in the bullpen, bring your guy in the fifth inning. I mean, you know, it's it just start changing it, the way you're doing. If they would have won, then they could run that book now. You yeah, know? you know, right. all, all these things change and guys fall out of favor or whatever. But don't you feel like right now he has that job as long as he wants it? I mean, what a godsend he's yeah. been. And you know what? He is such a great guy. I he mean, seems like it. I, I never is. met I mean, him. Um, you know, I've covered a lot of coaches and managers in my, well, coaches especially in my career. I mean, he is right up there. Yeah. I mean, a little friendlier just, than Eric Mangini he, he's or he's uh, a Bill Belichick. shooter. He's yeah, a, you know, I, I might have told, let me tell you this quick one. So, this was before, I can remember I was game six or seven of the uh, World Series. He lives in the nine uh, where Johnny Manziel lived, right across from Progressive Field. And so he said he was leaving his room. This is like, you know, just to come out across the street to go to, the, to Progressive Field. And uh, one of the hotel, one of the maids was struggling with food service trays. Okay. And uh, so being... Tito Franco, he he, he uh, says, hey, let me help you with those. And she says, no, no, no. She didn't want, I'm sure she didn't want to get fired. No, 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 I'll, I'll take care of it. And then she says to him, by the way, who do you want to win the game tonight? <laughs> then she did, didn't know who he was. That's and and so, so Francona says, eh, I'm, I'm going with the Indians. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the second story I've heard where he's misidentified. Like Kevin Love called security on him or whatever because Kevin Love lives over there too. Are you serious? I, oh, I always, I, I feel like every time I uh, tell this story, I exaggerate it and I obviously heard it third hand and then I look it up. But something like Francona comes back from a game or whatever and he's looking disheveled or sweaty or something and, and either Love wouldn't let him in the elevator or they, they didn't know who he was. Well, you know, but... he's always got the cap on. He's got that bald dome. So right, when he right. see, you know, he's not going to yeah. be wearing ball caps probably outside of the ballpark. So I could see how people might yeah. not recognize well, him. Well, that story know? was right from Francona. So okay, yeah. So um, but so he's kind of the fun. everyman. There's no question about that. You know. Yeah, and, and so. But you I, know, he's I, he's like the one uh, manager or coach that a Cleveland team's had in a long time. But I feel like I never hear anyone complain about, and that's just so rare. Well, I'll tell you what, and people over, you know, people. I don't want. Overrate maybe the managerial position in baseball, but you know I think it's I think it's just as valuable as anything. I mean, like you know, there's there's a reason why the Tony La Russa's of the world and the Joe Torres of the world, no matter where they're at, you know, they won. You know, right? And and, and, you know, we can go back to Whitey Herzak with the Royals and the Cardinals, and you know, you can trace the lineage of great managers. 
when they you know go to different places, there's a reason why these these teams win when these managers go to these places. And I don't think it's so much in-game decisions that make them know it's about relationships. I think. Right. I mean, you know, trust factor stuff like that. Right. Right. And, and, and you know, have, knowing he's, this guy has your back. That's you know? right. I mean, I mean, you think about it. Um, I go to that back to that first game. Here, the Indians have the bases loaded, and you have um, Lindor. Brantley and Encarnacion come up. Nobody out. Now, you could not have a better situation right. Right, than that, right? But Lindor bounces one to the pitcher. That's right. And, and it's a double play. And then Brantley bounces out the first. So what do you do? I mean... I know. You know, and... and right. Man, no. A right lot way. of times the game is out of the manager's hand. Yeah, right. But he's got to make everybody happy, keep everybody happy. And that's hard to do, I think, when you're, you have 25 guys and not right. everybody gets to play. Right. So that's what I think really separates him from uh, good managers from not so good managers. This is maybe a longer discussion than we want to get into now, but just just to touch on it, something we've touched on before. Obviously, the opener it's going to be packed with uh, you know phony fans like myself. <laughs> but then now that they got this winning team that everybody loves, is Jacob Field going to be? I'm sorry, Progressive Field. You can tell where I'm at. Is it going to be hopping again? Like it probably deserves you to be. Or... Great. That could be a good. Like, well, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving my uh, I'm leaving my um, my Cleveland beat with that because they've uh, they've sold 1.2 million tickets already, and That's they a lot. they did not reached that until July 4th last year. Right. So they're three months ahead of uh, that pace from I think, last year. I know you can always spend more, but I don't want to hear that the Dolans are cheap this year or whatever. Oh, I think they've delivered. They're part of the column, too. They've delivered a good product, and, and it's easy. Like, I'm two-faced on this because I'm not going to go spend a lot of money on baseball, but I think baseball fans should. I think this is a team look, you get behind. There is a t- net, you make a great point. I mean, look, when you... Let's go back five, six, seven, eight years. I mean, you know, we talked about Edwin... I can't say his last name. So I'll just call him Edwin now. So Double E. Double E you yeah. talk about. I mean, when is I mean, how many cleanup centers did they go through where these guys were just like guys? Yeah. And you actually have a cleanup hitter that is feared in the respect of like the Albert Bells and the Manny Ramirez of past great Indians teams. And you got Lindor. I mean, you talk about the face of the franchise. Right. That's like the Derek Jeter almost. Yeah, you're right. Right. Like the next generation is Derek Jeter. I don't know if they resign him. Brantley. I mean, he's not Mr. He's Mr. Smooth, but he's not Mr. Like, you know. Personality. Wow. Right. Yeah, he's not a. He's not Mr. Personality, personality. But he's a guy you can root for and you sure. got you, you like Kipness. Ramirez. Look at these pitchers. I mean, the, the whole city fell in love with Andrew Miller. There's a reason why to go out and watch this team. Right. There, there's stars on this team. I mean, there's probably four or five all-stars on this team if they if they play up the snuff. Yeah. And if they keep winning, I'm telling you right now, like, I, I'm not saying they're going to be going selling out 352 games or whatever that's right. was. But I could see 20,000 on weekday games, you know. I'd be shocked if it's 5,000 on Wednesday, next Wednesday, uh, yeah. for that second game. Yeah, yeah I feel like, you know, the Indians are finally back. Now, if it's 22 the- degrees and snowing, you, you know, or whatever – you got a point. Right. You're going to have some bad weather, <laughs> right. 6,000 fan games I mean, or whatever I, I, it is. I don't but... think if 20,000 show up for that Wednesday game, that's, that's a good yeah. crowd. But yeah. last year, we had nice weather early on, and people yeah. just weren't going. No, you know they weren't. And, you know, hey, everybody everybody wants to follow a winner. Everybody, yeah. likes, to, everybody likes a winner. Yeah, it, work, it works out much better for, um, I think, the Yankees coming in at decent. I'm not sure. I know I think the Red Sox are in, in August. Right. Those are always big draws. You had the... That Boston series was the first weekend of the year. As I, 
and was like, you know, oh, it's so cold. Yeah. So I mean, that hurt the attendance. But um, yeah, I think, I think you'll see that. And it had something happened in Kansas City last year. They um, their attendance was really good after. I remember that they were they were like top five all year in yeah. attendance. Yeah. So you know, we'll see. I mean. It's you know you're still fighting for that dollar in this town with the right. Cavs right now in the playoffs that you know that could be a factor. People saving up their money for the playoffs, Cavs playoffs tickets, which are not cheap. You know. I tell you once again though, this is gonna uh, we. This, this is where your head starts discussion. spinning, right? Yeah, <laughs> but this is really gonna leave the Browns looking bad, man. They're bad enough. They don't need people to tell them they're bad. <laughs> Why don't they just do something insane on draft day? And it's, isn't it funny? We went all, what, about 30 minutes. We didn't even talk about the Browns yet in the, the, the draft, which we'll do in a few weeks. We'll be yeah. back to preview yeah. the draft because that's coming up in three weeks, right? I know. I kept right. thinking, like, well, we've got to talk draft today. Oh, God, no, it's still weeks away. It, it seems like, like it's about a year away, weeks. but it's, it's only three, three weeks, weeks from today. Right. The never-ending discussion. We got the, dra- uh, the mock draft going in uh on Saturday's paper, it'll be posted at news-herald.com. Yep. Nice. Well, we shouldn't give it away on the recording, but when we quit, you got to tell me who you got the Browns. No, that's okay. I I, um, I still am taking Garrett and Trubisky. I don't know if Trubisky Ooh. will be there. If they sit now they're there, saying the buzz is with the Jets at six. If they sit there Trubisky. at twelve, if they're there at twelve and Trubisky's there, and you got to take, they got to take, you yeah. got to take him. Right, I mean, it's not has nothing to do with the pressure of him being a hometown right. guy. I mean, you know. You gotta look at projections, and you know, if, if look, if it's Watson or Trubisky, flip me a coin. I'll take either one. See, I think that's a that's I think really that's what the Browns had to figure. I I do we not just can't not talk about the Browns. Okay, I know. All right, and then we gotta get going. But anyway, um, <laughs> do they trade up to number five with Tennessee, who they traded with Ooh. before? Hey, I wrote that about two months ago, and everybody was like, "You're an idiot. You're to, an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about." Oh, I think about. it could happen. I want to know what the price tag is, so but that's why you, that's one you reason. Know what? You, well, you gotta give up that twelve. The, the, you gotta give up one of those twos you got. You know, you know what? They're gonna want the twelve. Yeah, and they're gonna want maybe the two they got from. Um, here's what it's gonna Houston. be. They'll, they'll give up the twelve, and either because they have three twos, right? No. Yes. Two twos. No, they have two twos this oh. year and three next year. Oh, okay. Was the, so, was the Houston Texans pick, is that for 18 or like 17? 18. Oh, yeah, okay. I keep forgetting okay. that. I was thinking it was for this yeah. year. So I think that, um, yeah. You can, you can just throw the 18 number two pick out there, too, if you have And then they have the Eagles. You just can't give up next year's one. They have the Eagles 18. Because you know you have picking one. The Houston right. 18 and, of course, their own 18. Hey, can I, can I let you guys in on a little secret? I want Sam Darnell from USC. I know you do. I want him bad. You, you could sell me on that. Pretty... That guy, I can't wait to watch. Oh, him are you getting fall. in on the Mark Mazzoris tanking plan? Let's no, talk. No, I'm not. But I'm like, if you know, if you can position yourself to get that guy, you know, well, then he, don't take Trubisky. The problem is he's going to be the number one overall pick probably the next year, or at least top five. Yeah. So lots of lots of Browns finish with the second worst record, and I get him. <laughs> I know. He reminds me of Bernie Kosar, just Darnell guy. I don't know why. He just does, but. Oh, I, right, think, I think you're ready to tag. I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> let's let's explore. Let's wrap this up. All right, we're going to uh, call it a week. And listen, we'll be back in two weeks to talk. We're going to do a big NFL draft show. So it'll be what? The 20, the, uh, the 20th. So it'll be a, right. it'll, it'll be one week out. So All right. We'll talk Sounds like that. a good plan. And uh, if people want to follow you on Twitter, where are you at? At JS Pro Insider. I do polls all the time. So 
Follow us. We have a lot of fun doing it. And you are at? At Mark Mazoras. Check out my review of Going in Style, the latest fun geriatric movie with uh, all great old actors, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman. That kind of looks funny. It's not bad. I'm disappointed, and I know you're sad, too, that I won't be reviewing The Fate and the Furious, but I will have seen it by the next time we podcast, so I will have to give you my opinion. All right. I am at M. Poto. So until two weeks from now, thanks for listening. This has been a production of the News Herald in Willoughby, Ohio, part of 21st Century Media and Digital First Media.